Welcome to Close It Now, an HVAC sales training podcast with Sam Wakefield. Here, we'll build your reputation in residential HVAC sales to be the expert influencer in your market. You'll get insight into the top minds in the industry as they share their skills and hacks to help you on your journey. This podcast isn't just about selling more. It's about understanding your customers' needs and building efficiencies behind the scenes so you can sell more but work less while being top of mind when people think HVAC. Now, let's get started with your host of the Close It Now podcast. This is Sam Wakefield. All right, everybody, welcome back to Close It Now. Sam Wakefield here. It is time again for another guest episode. This interview is pretty freaking stoked. I'm I'm so excited about this one because this is somebody that I met at Door to Door Con. For all of you that were there and didn't say hello, shame on you. You should have come and said hello. But uh, this is somebody that I met at Door to Door Con, and it was a just an instant connection. Uh, he is somebody that he is somebody that is doing some really incredible things. You are going to be really excited about his business, what he does, his company. And I'm sitting here looking at the sign right behind his head on as for interviewing. It's the Mamba mentality, right? A constant quest to be. I can't see that. What's the rest? To be the best version of oneself right it's behind his fern (laughs) we're between two ferns here (laughs) and so uh, but yeah so this gentleman he is uh, he's a total badass in the space he is the top recruiting consultant in the direct sales space is the whole philosophy is the name of the company which is always be recruiting and i'm super excited to have him on the show because i know a lot of you right now uh, as much as I've talked about door-to-door and adding door-to-door for your HVAC business and your other companies, uh, the biggest question I'm getting right now is, well, where do we find people? How do we find them? What does it look like to try to build out that knocking team, that setter team? Um, and I found the the top recruiting consultant in the entire space for that, for you today. So everyone... Put your hands together. Welcome to the show, Mr. Luke Maseko. Thank you for joining me, sir. Thank you. I'm just going to imagine that people are out there putting their hands together. So actually yeah. do it, guys. Clap. Let's go. <laughs> 100%. They do. It's cool. This is a this is Drive Time University. This is what we've always said. It's like you're driving in between your appointments and uh, you know the, a 15-year outside sales or service technician career, if you use your windshield time as drive time, that's yeah. the equivalent of three PhDs. And so we're focused on up leveling. Yeah. And it is. That's just you translate the hours. That's enough college credit for three PhDs. So you can jam out and stay the same or you can better yourself. That's what we're doing. I love it. Well, so let's start with a uh, highlight reel, man. How in the world did you end up becoming the top recruiting consultant in the space, man? What uh, what got you there? uh, It's a fun story. So I started in sales when I was still in high school. Um, I got a little fender bender back in the day and I didn't know what to do. 17 year old called my dad. I was like, dad, what do I do? And he's like, well, you get the insurance information. You find yourself a summer job. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so I, you're going to have to pay for it. 
Yeah, he's like, you're paying for it. I'm not paying for this. And he's like, all right. Um, and so I was a football player. We would always go to Starbucks after school and hang out because there's one right across the street. And I was like, you know what? Those people are nice. I'll work at Starbucks. My dad was like, my son's not working at Starbucks. And he said, there's some guy that came to our house eight years ago and he sold us these incredible kitchen knives called Cutco. And <laughs> he's like, I don't know if you're going to be good at it. I know these knives are awesome. And mm-hmm. I bought them. So, like, clearly people are buying them. And he just had the most amazing people skills I've ever seen in a college student. So I don't care if you fail or you succeed. I want you to go do that. And so I went in. I did that. Um, I went into an office that was kind of struggling at the time. And even the company, like a lot of Cutco had left for Vivint, like right when I got there. Mm -hmm. And so there was this real vacuum of leadership while I was there. And so I came out first summer while in high school, sold uh, about $30,000 worth of kitchen knives, which put (laughs) grand in my pocket, which as a junior in high school, 10 grand is like making a million dollars. And I'm like, I'm doing sales forever. This is incredible. Um, (laughs) Because of that vacuum of leadership, I was able to get promoted into management very quickly. I was a manager as coming out of my senior year of high school, which is pretty unusual. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the big things I learned is I, I was decent at sales, but the recruiting and managing portion of it, I found uh, came to me very naturally. And a lesson I learned is, is you need to be good at sales to be a good leader, to be a good manager. But it's a completely different skill set that makes you a good manager or leader, right? Like the general doesn't always make the best frontline soldier. Um, And and I found just like I just was off to the races within Mm -hmm. my first summer of of being a manager of my own office while uh, in college where I had my own branch office. I was number two in the nation out of about 400 college students running their own summer office. Um, followed that up with, you know, after going full time after college again was number two. And the guy that was number one was my best friend, Andrew, who is my uh, co-owner in this company as well. And so, um, at, you know, I was there for a few years, was at Cutco for just shy of a decade. We recruited, uh, 10,000 reps across Florida over the course of eight years. Holy moly. Yeah. While I was there. I was put onto the recruiting task force for Cutco. And what we did is we would find like, you know, like these unique ways of finding people, finding high quality candidates for sales positions and test them out and saw what works. And so not only did I get to test things out in my office, but I also gave assignments to other people for them to test out and learn how to track the results and kind of have like data analytics mind, but also the putting together the people side of word tracks of like, how do we actually do this and tracking the numbers behind it? And so that just, you know, I really loved doing that. And going into that, my dad works in finance. My goal was always get into finance. So I, I ended up leaving the company and going into private equity because that was in my mind, like my dream job before I wanted to. <laughs> and I found myself there. I did pretty well with it. I was making good money. I mean, it's private equity. And, you know, sure. I was meeting with the, I was meeting with the owners of Top Golf out in London and things like that. Like my life was like, oh, this is crazy. But I wasn't happy. And yeah. it was because I, I wasn't having the same impact that I was when I was teaching hundreds of college students how to sell knives. <laughs> you know, I was I, I was it. just helping these guys get their next private jet and it wasn't that fulfilling for me. And I it was missing that fulfilling piece. And so my buddy Andrew called me up. We we were doing some recruiting lead gen. We had built out a system with Cutco where we had um, about you know 50 to 100 VAs out in the Philippines that would log into people's Instagram accounts 
from a VPN close to them and target a bunch of former high school and college athletes to message them for recruiting on behalf of door-to-door companies and and Cutco. Um, We we were able to deliver about 30, 40,000 reps doing that. But I find it was it was highly variable the results people were getting, and um, you know as we were looking at it, I started diving with some clients. There are some people we got them two hundred leads in a matter of a couple months, and they weren't launching these recruits. And so I hopped on calls with them, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, call this lead in front of me. Let me see what you're doing." And no offense to anyone I was working with, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> so <laughs> well, they I don't like, know what they don't know, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, yo, I did not realize how big the knowledge gap was between where people are with their recruiting and all this stuff that I had taken for granted that we had at Cutco yeah. and that I had helped put in place in a lot of these things. And so that's when we we launched a mastermind through it. Um, now we do some some events, which you know my real passion is public speaking, is running events. I love being a facilitator and a leader, and I love commanding the energy of a room and giving people implementable things that they come back a few months. You're like, yo, this has helped me grow to X Y Z. Word. Um, and and then we also do some one on one consulting, and so um, it's been really fulfilling. You know that fulfillment piece. What I love about what I do is now instead of just running my organization and doing this. I love the ripple effects I can have because I see, you know, I see how people's lives are changed when they get into sales, regardless of whether they do not do well or not. They just have such a growth oriented mindset that I was never exposed to beforehand that I luckily got exposed to very early on. But I've seen so many times how much it changes people's lives. And I love to think, you know, I've, I've helped clients grow from 50 to 200 reps in a matter of three to four months. And in my mind, I'm just like, wow, that's 150 people that are now being exposed to these personal growth oriented cultures that is right. helping them like think of life a different way. And that mm-hmm. is really like the why I do what I do and what fires me up on a day-to-day basis. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's so much of this is, you know, I heard this years ago and it was about a specific industry, but it, it fits all of sales is sales is really just a personal growth plan that happens to have a compensation plan attached. Yep. Yeah. And on this podcast, something that I say very often is work to become someone worth buying from. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that and you up level yourself, everything around you raises along with it. Yeah. Uh, man, I love that. Love that mindset. Love that concept. So that's when, so you are, uh, you're out there crushing it. You've got the Cutco thing going on. And then number one and number two people in Cutco decide to start a company. Yeah. Tell us about that transition. How that? Yeah, transition. that was a. So you know, I was in the private equity space, and my buddy had just you know kind of launched this company, and Cutco was their first client, building it from within, um, proving the concept there. They went to their first door to door con, so we actually knew Sam Taggart through a mastermind that we were in called Abundant, um, and he had kind of heard a little bit of what we're doing, and he's like, "Dude, you got to show this to some door to door guys." <laughs> like, you know, Cutco is cool because you know, to a manager the value of a rep, like what you earn on your bottom line for a rep is around about a thousand dollars. Like it's not very much. And in the door to door space, whether it's, you know, HVAC, solar roofing, you know, an average rep can bring, can add five grand plus to your bottom line on a monthly basis. And we're like, wow, the value of recruit is so high over here. If we can just help these people do, you know, one tenth of what we were doing, this is adding millions of dollars to their bottom line. 
And so they went to door to door con. They had this system for this lead gen from the VAs and all that that I was mentioning. And they did really well. We sold about 400 grand in contracts at that one. And so he immediately called me and was like, and I've, I've always wanted to work with him. This is my best friend in the whole world. You know, we're the ones that are late at night talking about business ideas, figuring out yeah. you know, how we're going to play this whole game of life. And we knew we'd find ourselves back to each other eventually. And he gave me the call and he's like, Hey, I've got something real yeah. here and I need some help around it. It's time. So I got there. And, and, you know, one thing that we realized in that moment was, you know, we thought we were good at sales because we had come up in the sales culture and everything. Mm-hmm. After meeting door to door guys, I realized we weren't really that good at sales. Honestly, <laughs> we were really good at recruiting though. And so you know, it's, you know, part of it was just figuring out, hey, where is that gap in the market between what we know and what people don't know right. in a certain industry? Um, and that gap was really wide around recruiting. And there mm-hmm. are a lot of people that were just relying on the indeeds of the world. I'm sure we'll get into some specific strategies here in a bit. We will. Yeah. That, that you know, that I just saw what they were doing and saw the potential of what we can add. And, you know, it's very common that I work with people and they're doubling the size of their team in just a, a matter of a month or two. And, you know, it's not just what they get right off the bat, but, you know, the infrastructure we get in place to consistent, you know, consistently um, scale these organizations. And so sure. that's kind of how, how this whole thing got started and transitioning into more of consulting and things like that is, is I found that I like being the face. I like being in front of people. I like speaking and I, I have a bigger impact than that than I did on just the lead gen stuff. And so we, yeah. that's when we made that transition uh, early in 2023, January of 2023, we switched from more lead gen to the consulting side. Nice. I love it. So you're right, right at a year then. So congratulations right for a year. Before that, yeah, before that, I mean, the business has been in place for about four to five years since we started doing the lead gen thing. And so, Perfect. Um, yeah. I like it, man. So that's a that's a cool transition. Something I mean, personally, I own Cutco knives. The kid that came and I, I say kid, he's you know obviously he was like, I think he was like nineteen, and did a great job. Actually, I gave him some tips to sell bigger, better project, bigger, bigger, better packages while he was uh, selling me. But the craziest thing, and so he, side note for everybody out there, you got to offer everything. Start mm-hmm. at the top and offer the biggest and just work your way down. So top-down selling. And the lesson here is he showed me the middle package, and then my wife and I were like, well, do you have in a bigger package than that? (laughs) And where we thought we landed was the biggest one they had. We bought it, completed the whole transaction, and then he shows us in the book, oh, look, here's this bigger set and all of these pots and pans. And we're like, well, why didn't you say so? We needed that too. And so quick lesson for everybody out there. Uh, if you don't offer it, nobody's going to be able to take it. Uh, so, but I love that. And so let's dive. So like I said, let's dive in a little bit because I know coming from the HVAC space, so, you know, our traditional way, zip recruiter, indeed, and mm-hmm. well, and solar, you know, this, we've yeah. gone down that Avenue there as well. That's all really anybody knows. I mean, monster.com doesn't exist anymore, right? <laughs> but, or if they do, it's pretty, not, not a thing. But, you know, outside of that, that's all we know, right? So yeah. we, as an, in, an entire industry, we don't know what we don't know right now. But that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I'm bringing people like you to the space to talk to us about, you know, what are some things we can do? One of the things that this podcast is known for is immediately actionable items, just like you were talking about from yeah. the stage. So what what are a couple tips and pointers to get people going? Let's let's kind of unpack this and uh, rock and roll a little bit. 
Yeah, Let, let's touch on Indeed ZipRecruiter for a second to put this into context. If you think about who is applying for jobs on Indeed and ZipRecruiter, it is typically people that don't have jobs. Mm-hmm. And I know as much as people complain about the job market, let's be real, it's pretty easy to find jobs right now. You oh, know, it's really, it's really not that hard. Like a lot It always people, has been. It yeah, just it really people is, don't go out and try. If yeah, I, I mean, so many, the job, reason people... The reason people say it's hard is because everyone and their mother goes out and gets a marketing degree and wonders why they're not making a hundred k a year. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, Jeez. I, I tell everybody, I'm like, you you don't you don't like resources. You like resourcefulness. If you really yeah. wanted a job, you would go put twenty or thirty applications in person today. Yeah. Do it again tomorrow, and you'll have one by the end of the week. Yeah. And so you know, we we think of who's applying through Indeed. It's usually people that don't have a job, and there's usually a reason they don't have a job. You know, no offense if you found your job on Indeed, but you know, typically, not all of them, but most of them are pretty unemployable, at least for the standard that we're looking for. And you know, really, the beauty of sales and the reason I love recruiting for sales and the way that our strategies work is: can we find a low barrier to entry job? that has a very high value on having a sharp person in the role, right? Sure. And those are what what we have to recruit for. People don't typically seek you out and find you. It's, hey, if there's a high value in having someone that's pretty social, that can sell, um, but there's a low barrier to entry, I don't need a specific degree to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we need to recruit, right? And, you know, so when you're recruiting through Indeed, I I do think it's a good idea monetarily because we have such a high value of recruit where I can have one person that crushes it that then pays for my Indeed ads for the entire year. And so from a monetary standpoint, Indeed works. But if you're trying to consistently build with quality, it's hard to do that when you're just trying to look for diamonds in the rough through the Indeeds and Ziv recruiters of the world, right? And so where do our best people come from? Well, they need to be headhunted. And, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday who hired a guy that he met at a mattress shop. He sold, he went in to buy pillows. The guy ended up selling him a, a $5,000 Tempur-Pedic mattress. And he said, yo, you're pretty good at this. You need to come be selling roofs with me. Yeah. Um, and so those are the types of people that, you know, this guy's making 150 grand a year selling mattresses. He's not an indeed looking for work, but he doesn't know that the HVAC opportunity to make hundreds of thousands of dollars is out there. He doesn't know that the solar opportunities and the roofing opportunities are out there. So we need to go to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everything that I focus on are what I call organic recruiting strategies. Whereas there's paid recruiting strategies, uh, put an ad out, see who applies. That's like the collecting, but organic recruiting is not paid sources, we're finding these with our elbow grease, with our effort. We're going out and we're headhunting these people. And there's a lot of different ways we can do that. So underneath that organic recruiting umbrella, you've got campus recruiting. If you're able to work with college students or if you can try to target some people that are seniors that are graduating, campuses is an awesome way to find people because like I mentioned before, everyone gets a marketing degree and doesn't know what to do with it, right? Right. Um you know, the second one would be like social media headhunting. Um, this is a way that um, here's a, a cool tip for you on just like a quick thing you can implement with this is if you go to maxpreps.com, M-A-X-P-R-E-P-S.com, they have all of the high school athletic rosters for about the ten, past 10 to 15 years. And so wow. whatever territory you're recruiting in, 
go find a high school in the territory. If you need people that are out of college or that are graduating right now, set the date back four years. It'll show you all the seniors that are on the football team, the basketball team, the baseball team. Find those people on Instagram and go shoot them a voice memo. Instead of shooting them a test, because everyone gets those messages on Instagram from the Forex guy, from the Bitcoin guy, from the people looking for jobs, and they ignore them. But if you send a voice... Are you open to more information about... But if you send a voice memo, everyone's like, yo, what is this? Like, I'm going to listen to this voice memo. And you have a very high rate of people actually opening it and listening to it. Uh Um, And then from there, you can go say, hey, who's commenting on their pictures? Who are they tagging? Who's liking their stuff? And you know, like like attracts like. And so their friends are probably also pretty sharp people, former athletes, things like that. And that's one way that you can find people through social media. And we have a few other social media strategies, but that's the, the probably easiest to implement right away. I love it. And you can send out 15 to 20 of those messages. I probably wouldn't send more than 15 when you get started um, because that the Instagram can block you. But that mm-hmm. algorithm is based on previous activity. And so if you do this, you know, five days a week for a certain period of time, you can start to send 20, start to send 25. Right. And your answer rate is typically anywhere between four and eight percent. Um, but the goal is just get them on, you know, get their number, get them on the phone. When, you know, you're not going to have an influential conversation over text. And so get them on the phone as quick as possible and, you know, get them interested, get those people set for interviews. So that's like the example of a social media strategy. I love it. The most effective and highest ROI strategy. And the first one I implement with all of our clients is developing a personal recruiting strategy for your reps. Okay. Now few reasons this is the most effective. Number one is, um, you know, that you are with whom you frequent, right? Birds of a feather flock together. Like if you have high performing people, you're going to find high performing people from your high performing people. Right. And so, yeah, Yeah, those people are not going to hang out with the chickens in the farmyard. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, They're hanging out with the eagles already. Exactly. And so they have a lot of friends that are selling mattresses or the guy working at a coffee shop that's not looking for a job on Indeed, but he's super social, has never thought about doing sales, but it could be a game changer for your organization. Right. And so we need to develop a system for reaching out to these. And this is where most people fall short is they have their reps. They have some sort of recruiting bonus or some sort of referral bonus or overrides. And they tell their reps, hey, guys, Go reach out to your friends and bring me people once they're interested. And what happens is they reach out to their five to 10 closest friends first. And those are the ones that are the most negative. And so they're the ones that text them back and they're like, no, dude, I'm not doing door to door. Or this is a pyramid yeah. scheme. And then they get hit with all this negativity. And now your reps don't want to recruit because their 10 closest friends just said that. Right. right. Whereas most people's recruitable network are they're not, not their five to 10 closest friends. It's those hundred people that they went to high school with that they would feel awkward reaching out to and they read, you know, they're just never going to reach out to those people. But, you know, out of those hundred people, there's probably 10 to 20 of them that are looking for jobs right now. Right. Yeah. And so we need to develop a systemized way of reaching out to them. And so um, having your reps create a warm market list of people that they could recruit. And then instead of having the rep reach out to them, because they don't know how to talk about the job. They're just like, yeah, man, we go door to door selling HVAC. They're like, what? Um, Instead, you as an owner or a manager, be the one to reach out to those people. It's like, hey, man, I work with your buddy, Johnny. He's been killing it. He knew we were looking to fill some spots on the team. Um, Said you were either looking for work or could just be a good fit. I just want to tell you a little bit more about it real quick. And it's just like knocking doors. 80% of people are going to say no. 20% of people are like, you know what? 
I'm looking for a job. Let me explore this. Yeah. And then boom, now you've got people that are higher quality that you never would have found through Indeed. But if you create that system, like if you can get 50 people on this warm market list, I find you can typically schedule about 15% of those for interviews. Even if it's on the low end and it's 10%, that's five people from everyone's network that you're getting set for interviews. Two of them aren't going to show up because that's just the way it works. Sure. One of them's going to say it's not for them. You sign two and you retain at least one of them. But right. now you've duplicated one of your best reps, right? Times two. And so if you can create the system you have that going with everyone on your team, everyone you get from Indeed now counts as two. And then that next person you get brings you another. And then that next right. person. And so what this is, is it's a multiplication system. Whereas Indeed, even social media recruiting or campus recruiting, even a lot of these strategies that I like, they're only addition systems. And we're in an industry where our retention is never going to be perfect. We're going to have subtraction. So as long as you only have addition systems with subtraction systems, then you're going to hover around the same size team, maybe slowly grow over time. But if you have a multiplication system, then now you're growing, even if you're losing people along the way. Right. So the other thing that this does is everyone has this limiting belief around personal recruiting that their friends are not going to want to do door to door like they are. And now before they've even lifted a finger, since we're the ones reaching out to them, that limiting belief gets shattered because they just had five friends set for interviews. One of them was a close friend, four of them are people they haven't even talked to in years. And now they're like, Oh wow. Like some people actually do want to do this. Let me put some energy into it. And that's where I'll approach the rep and say, Hey, 70% of the people on this list that you gave didn't even answer the phone. Let's shoot a three-way text where I text them first. And then you send a text after saying, Hey man, I've been working here for a couple months. I love it. You should check it out. Builds the credibility, get those ones on the phone. Then of those ones that don't answer, let's go through and have you call them because they're going to answer you. They got your number saved. And you just say, Hey, I'm here with my manager right now. He wants to ask you a quick question Then dish off the phone to me and I'll carry it from there. Now they're seeing how you have these conversations. So instead, you know, when they do want to recruit, instead of being like, yo, bro, do you want to try door to door? They know how to have these conversations because they've seen you as a manager do it. Right. Um, and then after that, you know, now they're super fired up by recruiting. They've already got two or three friends on the team. Maybe you give them an incentive or if they can get five, they can, you'll, you send them on their dream vacation. Yeah, and then boom, now there's or something. Yeah. Now they're like, hey, you know, let me send some messages on social media. Let me go out and shoulder tap. Let me go talk to my friend. You know, when I go home for Christmas, let me go talk to all my friends when I go out to the bar, see what they're doing and get a couple from there. And so what this does is it not only creates a systemized way of multiplying your reps, but it creates a culture of recruiting within the organization, right? Because you have a culture around everything. You got a culture around sales performance. Some people think of culture as just how much fun are we having, right. um, but that's not it, right? You, you have a culture around sales performance and, and your work habits, and you have a culture around recruiting. Right. And so this needs to be like rolled out in a strategic way with the right incentives in place and, and the right you know word tracks on what's actually going to create this culture of recruiting that gets reps wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, I find you can you can get to a point where every rep on average is bringing in two to three people, you know, and it's uh it's the 80 20 rule, just like we have in sales, 20% of our reps will result in, you know, give us 80% of the results. Same thing for recruiting. You'll have some people that are well-connected that are passionate about the opportunity that'll bring you four five, six guys. Then, you know, how can we get that lower 80%? How can we develop a system to where they're bringing in at least one? Well, now you've got a real multiplication system. You're really able to scale. I love this. So leveraging their efforts as well as time, is how it grows fast. So everybody listening, there, there's one thing I want to circle back to. So don't let me forget. I want, want you to dive in a little bit on why you're targeting that athletic roster. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll circle back on that. 
but the other thing I wanted to uh, to go into super quick before we get there is um, talk a little bit about what is possible with because you know right now especially if I've got the lens that I'm li- listening through and seeing things through my thought right now is gosh I can't add more salespeople until I find a way to create more leads. Mm-hmm. So I I don't have the budget to put more money into my digital marketing dollars and those kind of things. Yeah. And so that that's that's the mindset we're working from with a lot of people listening, but they're open to this idea and this concept. So talk a little bit about companies that you've seen that you've worked with that didn't have a recruiting and or very solid door system in place or maybe no door system that they started to implement that and include it and how they grew and a little bit of that. That That's the real beauty of door to door is that you're not relying on these inbound leads. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all of these strategies that I just talked about don't require money to get started. It just requires effort. And maybe you have an incentive program that's, Hey, once you bring in five people that each make three sales, then you get X, Y, Z. And so the money is only, you know, any money you're pouring into it is coming after the results. And so, um, you know, we have a few companies that that we've started with that were just starting from scratch and tried some of these, you know, like messaging the athletic rosters to get their base and then multiply from there. Um, but, you know, the, the beauty of recruiting in this way is that you can find door knockers who are generating those leads, right? right. And so there's, there's not much like, prerequisite that you actually need in place to start with getting this going. And I find that when you do have those people under you that you're teaching and, and you know, all that, your skills get better. It holds you accountable sure, sure. to do the best that you can do. And you start performing at a higher level and yeah. creates a bit of that culture. Um, and so, you know, I know we, we've worked with, uh, you know, there's a roofing company, big league roofers that you know, they were a little smaller when they first started with us. I think, you know, they're doing 2.7 million, which is, you know, somewhat smaller for, for most roofing companies. And uh, over the course of last year, they scaled to 7.6 million um, and, you know, over double the size of their team. And the, and the biggest thing is the retention rate uh, went up about 250%. And that retention rate is because these are personal recruits that are coming in. They know someone on the team. So if they struggle in those first couple of weeks, they're more likely to stick around and give it a shot because their friend has already had success and they see that. Right. And so the retention rate from these also goes up significantly. And so, you know, when it comes to just like starting from scratch, you know, having a, I know this is a big mission of yours is how do we get more people into door to door? The beauty of it is you're not relying on those leads or those marketing dollars is you can start this now, regardless of the resources you have, mm-hmm. as long as you have a training onboarding program in place to get them going and, and you know right. how to do it. But you know, go try out door knocking yourself and then, you know, start to scale that. And these are easy ways you can start to scale it for free. I love it. That's awesome. Because the biggest thing that I hear is from different companies. In fact, just one that I was just working out recently, I've been talking to them a lot about, okay, let's start your door program. Let's start your door program. And the biggest thing I hear is, well, we'll start the door program when, you know, there, okay, I finally got up over the hump about the idea of, okay, I don't have to spend marketing dollars for this. Okay, so the next hurdle is, well, we don't have a team in place to run that knocking team. I don't have a manager specifically for it. We don't have a department for that. We don't even know how to run it once it starts. So what what is kind of a way over that obstacle in that mental block? You need to two things. 
number one is just go start doing it yourself and you'll, you'll start to create that program. Right. Um, and that is, you know, probably the first prerequisite is, is, you know, it's funny when I first looked at this industry, I, I didn't even know about Dodo. I wish, by the way, most of my talks I start with, Hey, you guys aren't that good at recruiting. And here's how I know it's because I was stuck selling knives for a decade and I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> not one of you messaged me. Right. Um, and I did not realize how successful the space is. I didn't realize there's guys out there making half a million to a million dollars knocking right. doors. I yeah. was like seven what? figure personal income <laughs> and what figures. we saw hundreds of them at door to door con a couple of weeks ago. And a uh, track tickets are just as large commissions yeah. are just as big and nobody's doing that. The only people I just listened to a podcast by this guy. Um, it, awesome. Awesome. Incredible person. Uh, I'm going to mention uh, Brent Buckley, man. I, I can't wait to get you on the show. So if you hear this, you've got to be a guest in, in the hot seat here. But what's happening, there's only a handful of people in our entire industry, entire vertical that make over, earn over a million dollars a year. And they're people that are set at the, right at the top of this organization. And instead of door knockers, they've just built out this team of people who are appointment setters in the industry. We'll call them service technicians, right? Yeah. And, but it's the same setter closer model which now we have the ability to scale that dramatically faster because we're not waiting for somebody to have something broken to call in. Now we just go find them and go get them so we can scale bigger, faster, stronger. And somebody who gets the skill can go out and with your own effort, earn a million dollars, sell yes. 10, 15, $20 million in HVAC deals without the team. You just go out and do it and make it happen. Yeah. And that is where the magic starts to happen. And that's how teams are starting to scale because now it doesn't take a whole team to support one person. Yep. And if that one person has, God forbid, an accident or something and they can't perform, well, now what do this, does this company do? Mm -hmm. So now we're able to scale lots of people that can do it. Yeah. And, and you know, the reason it's such a big light bulb for me is I, I remember as I started to put my foot into this industry, I was like, I can never, I mean, dude, I'm coming from private equity. You think I'm going to knock doors? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's humbling. But uh -huh. then when you see the, you know, seven figure earners that are doing it, it's like, oh, wow, like this is real. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is something that <laughs> right. we can create. And so, you know, the next step is, is figuring out just what are your processes on the doors? What does the pitch look like? Well, how, you know, what, what are those little nuanced things that, you know, there is all this expertise out there. I'm sure you've plugged it before, but DDU is an incredible resource. You know, look up DDU experts, DDU, Sam and I both have some modules on there. Um, yeah, we do. And, and, you know, that is such a great tool that can help you just get off the ground and running. And just like, cool, here's how you, you know, I, I just watched Sam's videos on this and it's just like, Here's how you pitch. Here's exactly how it works. Here's how you knock. Here's what you say. And it's like a step-by-step -step process. And if you can just create that, then your job is basically just mentality management on, on you know, how do we get people started and actually wanting to do this, which is where I come in, right? right. And so, exactly, yeah. Uh, so super quick, everybody, to go find that course, just go to hvacdoors.net, and that'll take you directly to the HVACU course that, um, that Luke's talking about. Yep. And, you know, just watching those should give you a lot of confidence and, you know, step one, get out on the doors. Step two, create that training onboarding process for what you're going to do. And it's really not that complicated. You know, I think a lot of people think opening up this whole new program is going to take, you know, six months of ideation of like, you know, how are we going to do it? But in reality, if you spent 
a couple days for a couple hours a day, just digesting it and, and going out and, mm-hmm. you know, swallowing the pride and hitting the doors, then uh, it's, you know, you can create an organization that is then, you know, doing millions per year because you have your own internal lead system that's automatically generating these. Right. And even cooler is it's not weather driven now. So mm-hmm. in an industry that's very dependent on the weather, if they're not, you know, don't have all of these things in place. Now we create our leads on demand anytime we want year round. So does it, the more beautiful the weather, the who cares? We just yep. go, let's get it done. What well, one of the concepts that relates in both recruiting and door to door and, you know, all these different industries is uh, that I talk about often is driving versus collecting. Mm-hmm. When you're just putting ads out, whether they're indeed ads for applicants or they are ads out for HVAC, then you're just collecting. You're waiting to see what comes in and you're like, all right, perfect. These people want it. And, and that's just the easy way, right? Like, yeah. do, do you want pleasing methods or do you want pleasing results? Yeah. And sometimes in order to get pleasing results, you have to sacrifice pleasing methods, right? You got to exactly. go out and do the work. And so same thing with recruiting is, you know, like, hey, I need to actually go out and find the people that I want instead of places some ads and hoping they come to me, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. So let's turn this corner a little bit because what I know about HVAC companies is most of them would tell you, this sounds fantastic. I would love to get it started, but where do I find the hours in the day? Even those couple days a week, couple hours, I don't have that right now. Mm -hmm. So how can that be supplemented by what you do? It's more about the the intention behind the hours if you actually know what you're doing, right? right. Um, you know, one thing that is great about this you know, kind of blue collar type industry is there's a big lead from the front mentality, right? Of, you know, even when I have my team, I have to go and lead from the front, lead the team in sales and everything like that. And one thing I work on with a lot of people is like, hey, you can lead from the front in the way that you manage and that you recruit. Uh, and that is a way like, you know, I had teams of hundreds of people and none of them ever got the sense that I wasn't working hard. And I was the hardest worker in the office <laughs> leading sure. the team. Um, and so thinking, you know, I, I think that depends on what your goals are. If you're mm-hmm. someone that like, hey, I just need, you know, a couple guys to generate some leads for me and that'll be a game changer then treat it like a blitz where it's like, hey, let's go all out for two weeks where I can spend a few hours a day dedicated to this. And that's not going to be my typical schedule, but I'm going to get this off the ground and running by putting a little extra effort in early and then finding more of a sustainable system. Um, you know, a lot of people in this industry look down on group interviews. I actually love group interviews. If oh, that's same. Free up your time. You know, it, it's uh, there is a lot of extra psychology involved on how to facilitate a group interview. I would only accept people one on one and make sure you have that one on one touch. But, you know, you can cut that down to 10, 15 minutes and accepting someone one on one if you do a group interview effectively. Right. So that's one option is, is you know, having group interviews, having a couple of those a week in your schedule that you're funneling people into those um, makes it so that, you know, maybe each of those an hour, boom, that's two hours a week, and then maybe an extra hour to, to do the one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's more of analyzing your priorities. It, you know, how much of a difference would it make in your life if you have five guys out there that are generating leads for you? Is that worth maybe sacrificing time for a few weeks to get that set up? Right. I think so. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, well, give you, us and give us while we're on that topic, give us a feel because really nobody in the industry really has any concept of what kind of numbers can come from that, what kind of metrics within appointments. 
So so you've got a five-person knocking team that you've put together. What kind of volume can somebody just roughly expect from that? I mean, what would make it worth it for them to really consider this? So I think of the second they hear these numbers, that's going to make a little bit of difference for them. Yeah, the, the numbers are all over the board, you know, between solar, roofing, pest, HVAC, all sure. of that. But um, you might have a better idea around HVAC on what someone mm-hmm. can get set in a day. But I'm pretty sure from conversations I've had, that number is probably three to four extra appointments set in a day from HVAC. Probably, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably a little low. Yeah, um, that's per person. Yeah. And even if it's, let's say your people are terrible, you're not very good at training them yet. And there's going to be, there's going to be a learning curve. That's also one thing I always temper people's expectations. Like this is a skill that you develop that will get better over time. But even if it's one per day and your closing rate is, you know, 30%, well, that means every three days you're getting an extra sale. What does that add to your bottom line? Right. You know, what, what is that? You know, that number is usually pretty high. If you're now adding two a week per person on your team. So now you've got five of those. So that's 10 extra sales a week with only a 30% closing ratio. You know, what is the, you know, that number is based on your business model and whatever you guys are making per sale on average. But Something sure. tells me adding 10, you know, 10 sales a week on top of what you're already doing is probably worth it to maybe take your foot off the gas a little bit on sales to dedicate a little bit of time into getting those five guys. Right. I, I want to reemphasize this because I've got I grabbed my calculator and for everybody listening, that's 10 a week times four. So we're talking about 40 new sales a month times 12. So we're talking about 480 new sales a month. And because they're doors, so they're not going to be your just average replacement tickets. So let's roll the average ticket number back a little bit and call it, uh, say, we'll be super conservative and say $4,000. You just added $1.9 million to your bottom line. And this is, and so everybody be very, very, I want to be very, very clear. What Luke just said is, that's if people are terrible. Yeah, that's if people are bad. And that's that's the beauty of, you know, a lot of times when I'm working with clients, I have to do some of this mentality management and walk through the numbers. Typically, when I do that, I just cut every number in half. I'm like, let's be yeah. super conservative. And the numbers always still come out in millions of dollars. <laughs> and that's it's why that's why there's so many seven figure earners, you know, yeah. that, that are in this industry. And it's because, you know, it's a it's a high value problem. It's a high ticket item. Um, and so, you know, when it comes to how can we increase our overall sales, you know, one of the reasons I love working in recruiting is, is, you know, really the formula for D to D and really sales in general is how many people do you have times? How many opportunities are they getting a day? How many real conversations, appointments are setting up? Like how many opportunities times their closing ratio? Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to double your business, Increasing your closing ratio by fifty, you know, by a hundred percent, and doubling that is pretty hard, right? Like there are things that you can do um, to do that, but it's usually a long game. It's pretty tough. Okay. Increasing the number of opportunities of people they're talking to, appointments scheduled, that can also be really hard. A lot of times, it takes double the ad spend, or it takes double the time on the doors, and a lot of times we don't have that amount of time, and that's really hard. Increasing the size of your team by two. It's not that hard. <laughs> and so of those three that you can do to double your business, recruiting is such a low hanging fruit that is like, it, it makes it like walking through numbers just like you did. It makes it a no brainer of like, oh, wow, I should probably put, yeah, I should probably dedicate some Let's time. Get some time in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then another option is find yourself a, a recruiter. 
Um, you know, you can have this, you know, be a department within your organization that you're just checking KPIs and they're the ones running it. One thing I will say with that, though, I've seen a lot more success for people when they hire that role internally of someone that's already sold. If someone doesn't like door to door and you're like, okay, cool. How about you do recruiting? People can feel what you believe more than they believe what you say. And so if you have a recruiter that doesn't want to knock doors, then you're going to hire a bunch of people that actually don't want to knock doors. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. um, I, you know, typically who I would have running my recruiting was always like one of my top five reps. And I incentivize it proportionally, you know, because it was that valuable for me because whoever your recruiter is, that's the type of person you're going to duplicate. And so that is an option. I always suggest you get your systems in place and you get the word tracks and you know how you're going to train them ahead of time. And you kind of take ownership over this, but long-term the free up your time, getting that recruiter is a way that you can kind of build out a department to where you're not having to do all that work long-term. Right. Right. I love this. And for everybody that's listening to, and you're like, wow, I don't even know how to get started. One, you can grab my course because I do have a whole module on that. Um, and also message me because that's something that I've built out and am building out currently is the training for your company uh, to be able to, because really at the end of the day, once we recruit all these people, then what do we do with them? And that's exactly what Luke is talking about and having a system to onboard and to train those people and show them their path into so step one is you know you're setting appointments on doors step two learn to sell it yourself step three and so to show them a very clear career path also is i'm sure that's part of the recruiting conversation mm -hmm. but then at the same time i'm helping uh, companies build that out internally so they have that system in place so they can turn that switch on and then they're what I've been telling everybody for months now is when you implement doors into your company, your biggest mission will all of a sudden be how fast can I hire and train production to keep up with these guys? Because mm -hmm. there's, I mean, and if you don't believe it, there's, and, and I'm sure Luke, you can tell these stories, story after story of all these different industries of companies that have been put out of business because they found one guy on the doors that outsold the world. And they outsold the company and put the company out of business because they just couldn't keep up. Hmm. Right. And so that's what obviously what we don't want. But at the same time, we kind of do because, I mean, everybody out there, raise your hand. If you want your biggest struggle to be, we can't install fast enough because they're outselling us. Yeah. I mean, that that's the golden place to be because we can train people to put it in. And so I, I love this conversation so much. Um, so let's um let, let's do this a little bit too tell us more about always be recruiting and how you work with companies and then we can uh, you know, kind of get some contact info and stuff in here yeah um so three main avenues where we work is is number one all is our master class that's kind of the, the first step for a lot of people um on there i've got 150 different modules that walk through um you know, both how to set up your recruiting system. So what does an interview script look like? How do we call reps, you know, call candidates and set them for interviews? How do we start tracking the right way? Uh, but also we have seven different organic outreach programs. And so one of those is that personal recruiting program I talked about, three-way texting, alley-ooping, we've got campus recruiting, we've got a few different social media strategies. Any one of those things has the capacity to get you 20 guys um, or more. You know, I've seen it get people hundred plus guys. And so 
you know, the beauty of it, by the way, is, you know, there are certain industries where it's the more the merrier. For instance, the the pest industry, uh, they don't have a lot going on with fulfillment. They have almost unlimited fulfillment capacity. So they have a lot, but there are people like roofing and like HVAC where you can only scale to a certain point. You can only get to a certain point where production needs to be able to keep up with that. Right. And so it's targeting like, where is that number? Um, but you know, the, the beauty of it is that, you know, with these strategies, it's not like pouring a bunch of money into indeed, where once you are at that cap, now that money is going down the drain, since it's more effort-based, once you do reach that point, it's like, cool, now I know how to do this. I can get this started again, whenever I want, I can scale back. I don't have to be doing that this week. Right. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so that's in the masterclass is we basically give the tools to be able to do that. We have a mastermind call once a week. And then I have three office hours where I just hop on for an hour, three times a week. No one hops on all of them. It's usually people are coming to once a week. So it's, you know, four or five people on each one. And we just talk about their business and what they want to customize. And that's a way that, you know, everyone and their mother's got modules, programs and everything like that. And I wanted to add a certain element of customization to it and individualization of how we can work with people one-on-one in a more scalable way. Yeah. And so we've got a whole documents and scripts library with scripts, word tracks, SOPs that, that we give people in that. Um, and so that's kind of the, the first one, the base level. The second one is events. And, you know, my real passion in life is creating transformational experiences through events. I've been to a lot of transformational experiences. I know the power of what a three to five day event can do. And so those events are are kind of a mix of, hey, here's a lot of implementable, actionable recruiting tips. And I like to mix in some personal growth stuff in there as well, because that's that's what I'm like super passionate about. And so our events are awesome. We have one coming up in Miami, March 1st through 3rd, where we're uh, going to a like high rise in Miami. We're doing a bunch of teaching there for three days and then we're ending it on a, on a yacht party. I'm a big fan of house music. We got a few DJs coming in yes. in Miami. We're just we're going to end it with like fun and like celebrating the growth that we've had. And so. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the masterclass is more, Hey, here are the tools, take them and run with them. I'll help keep you on track through those implementation calls and build this foundation over time. The events are more of like, Hey, an injection into like, Hey, let's get these strategies down within a weekend. Mm -hmm. We're going to role play them. We're going to give direct feedback. Everything we teach, we typically role play. And then we have a contest, have everybody go up in front of the room and do the close to their interview or do, you know, how do I get more market lists from reps or setting out because of our interviews. And then we give out prizes for the best ones. And then we always end with some sort of fun and celebration. Um, and then the last one where, where we typically have the biggest impact is, is our consulting. And, you know, I've found that just working with people one-on-one, it just unlocks a whole new ballgame of direction. And so, you know, the, the one thing that lacks in the mass class is that element of accountability of like, hey, this is exactly what we're getting implemented. It's more people come to me and they're like, hey, I see these tools. How do I deploy them? Whereas consulting is like, hey, let's do a real deep dive into your numbers. Let's figure out where are the hidden blind spots? What do we need to get covered? What is the next big initiative? Give assignments and like follow up on those. I'm working after hours, creating custom documents for those ones. And I'm essentially part of their company. And it feels like those are the ones where it's really fulfilling for me to see the growth that people have. And so um, we're also adding some software solutions on a personal recruiting app that reps can download and essentially easily go through and just like send a list of contacts where you can be averaging 100, 200 per, you know, per person. Um, so that's something that's, that we're rolling out in March as well as some more software solutions with the CRM on the back end that can do confirmations for interviews and things like that to help increase those interview shows and shows to training. So 
Um, yeah, you can find me, uh, you know, at, if you look up always be recruiting on Instagram, it's at always be recruiting. Uh, my personal profile is at Luke Maseko. And so on there, you know, you'll find a bunch of great recruiting content. I've can uh, you spell recently, that everybody? At, yeah, L-U-K-E-M-I-S-E-Y-K-O. And it's long, so if you just type in L-U-K-E-M-I-S, I'm the first one that comes up. I, I paid for the verification. I always look down on people that did that, but <laughs> once you get into this uh, this consulting space, I had to swallow the frog and be like, all right, let me pay my $8 a month yeah. so people can actually find me because I, I do have one of those <laughs> names that are harder to find. So I uh, feel you. I'm the same. Yeah. And I just, I also made the transition like, all right, I need to be putting content out there and I'm actually loving it. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, at yeah. first I hated it, but that's another thing is, you know, swallow, swallow the frog, just start putting the content out there. You always have some people like, oh yeah, look at this guy. But, right. um, you know, it's generated a lot of business for us. And, you know, I, one thing I always say, I give knowledge for free and I just sell the implementation. And so that's why I love doing these podcasts. That's why I love speaking at events. I will hop on, you know, my I'm not, like I said in the beginning, I'm not super passionate about sales. I'm very passionate about recruiting. And so I've had people that I even just do sales calls with that come back, they didn't buy, but they implemented what I showed them on a sales call. And they're like, dude, this worked. And then they come back and buy later because I just very much go value first. And I love just giving the knowledge. And so the see, there's not really secrets right now. There are things, you know, there's a lot of psychology involved and of, of, you know, how do I get a rep to want to give me a warm market list of 50 to 100 people. Um, you know, and just that, you know, I've had people that are like, dude, I shut down my rep. I told him to write down 100 names. He only gave me two. I'm like, that's because we got to frame it the right way. Right. <laughs> um, and so that's the example of like, hey, I give you the knowledge. I love, you know, just giving all the secrets, the max preps thing, go and run with it. But if you want to know like exactly what to say and the psychology that goes into it and how to convert these at much higher level, that's exactly what, what right. we work with. I love this. I love this so much. And I'm 100% the same. Anybody that's ever listened to my show, like I get so many comments from people that are like, oh my gosh, every other trainer I listen to, they they talk about the solution, but they don't actually give you the wording yeah. or the solution. And I'm like, man, here, yeah. take it. Like, yeah. I want to see the st- number of stories that I have of people who've like went from almost getting fired to being number one in their sales team, yep. strictly from listening to the podcast. They've never sent me a dollar and I don't ever expect them to. It's fine. They're already uh, there. It's like, great, let's uh, go. Yeah. I um, mean... My main goal is to make an impact, you know, and if you want framework with accountability and like we make sure that it definitely happens, those are the ones that I work with. But anyone that's eager to learn, I mean, I've gotten three calls during this podcast of I got to see what they are, but it's probably right. just asking recruiting questions, <laughs> you know, love I, it. I love oh, giving yeah. that. So if you do have anything around recruiting, feel free message me on Instagram. I'm an open book. I'm here to help you. Um, you know, obviously we do have our paid, more structured ways of helping, but I'm also sure. more than happy to be helping for free as well. I love this. And and same for, for HVAC stuff, y'all. And if you want to have questions around like a little more in depth of how this would work for your HVAC company, that's where I come in. Um, and that's a big part of why Luke and I, uh, we're working on, um, some things right now. We're in kind of in conversation of what that's really going to look like. But we're putting together a way to be for those of you who want to take the info and run with it. Awesome. I love it. Highly encourage that. For those of you that are like, man, I know that this is what I need to do, but I just don't know exactly how to implement. And I don't have the bandwidth or the time or even the resources to put somebody into that, like the master class or, or learn it to do it for us. We want more of a hands-on we will train you and train your people type of a, you know, like accountability, the consulting, 
that's what we're putting together because I'm so passionate about exploding our industry and changing this in our industry that I want to be on the front lines. So those company uh, right now, I'm looking for a handful of companies who raise their hand and say, I want to go from 2 million to 8 million in a year. I want to go from 10 million to a hundred million in as short or as long as you decide, Mr. Business Owner, because it's up to you. I have literally seen companies, and I'm sure Lucas as well, go from 10 million to a hundred million in less than a couple of years, strictly by adding reps to the field. And it's very possible in HVAC, just nobody's doing it yet. Are you going to be on the front lines of that? So raise your hand, pop me a message, sam at closeitnow.net. Find the Facebook group. Uh, Luke is going to join us in there. We're going to create a post around the uh, around this. And he is... Uh, that, so if you don't remember the way to get a hold of him, just go to the Close It Now Facebook group and he'll, he'll be in there also. And uh, man, we're, we're, we're changing the way people think about recruiting. Um, and this works for everything, everybody out there. It yeah. doesn't have to be just for doors. This works for if you need service technicians or salespeople or office staff or whatever, recruiting principles are recruiting principles. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. There is, uh, like I said, sometimes it, it, you know, the personal recruiting side can be better with low barrier to entry jobs. So if you do need someone that is, you know, qualified, but usually a qualified service technician probably knows other qualified service technicians. And so there's still probably doesn't work at the same scale, but the principles are the exact same. And the psychology mm-hmm. of how we do it are the exact same. It's the scale that changes depending on the industry and the role. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And and obviously how many, how many, if I need three and not 30, that's, yeah. you know, we're going to go after it a little bit differently and you can be a little more selective that way too. Yeah. Like, exactly. okay, let's let's cut the uh, the fluff off the bottom. There's enough red flags with this load of people that <laughs> we'll let them go to the competition and the competition can get all the red flags. We'll take all of the best people, right? <laughs> exactly. I uh, love it. So man, this is uh, this has been a great conversation. I very, very much appreciate you hanging out with us today. Uh, any last words or uh, golden nuggets you want to leave with everybody? One, I love what you said. And this applies to everything. People can feel what you believe more than what you say. Mm-hmm. And that is so, so powerful. Yep. So anything else you want to leave with everybody before we land this plane? Yeah, the uh, I, I just had our mastermind call this morning where I was going over how to shape reps mindset as they're getting onboarded and trained. And that concept of people can feel what you believe more than they believe what you say rings true. Um, that goes for everything. And I was on a call with um, someone yesterday where he was telling me, he's like, hey, I've heard all these people, but they're, they're just mindsets, not the right guys. Like, I'm not finding the right people. And I said, you know, hey, if you're a good sales rep and you don't make a sale, who do you blame, yourself or the customer? You blame yourself, right? Like, we take ownership. Like, that's what makes a great sales rep is that seller be sold mentality. But that also goes for recruiting, right? It's like, hey, if they don't have the right mindset, whose fault is that? Is that them or yours? Well, we have to change their mindset. And so when it comes to recruiting, you know, and and onboarding and training and finding the right people, it's less about finding the right people and more about how can you create the right people? How can you set up an onboarding structure where you are shaping that mindset? You're building confidence because a brand new rep's success has very little to do with how good their pitch is and everything to do with how confident they are and the product and the opportunity. If people genuinely believe that the customer should get it, and that's what's in their best interest, then they are going to make a sale. I have it all the time where I skills checked a rep and I said, hey, 
you know, pitch me, right? Show me your clothes. And they're three months on the job and they're absolutely crushing it. And their pitch sucks. It's so bad. And I'm like, how are you selling anything? But they believe in the product and customers can feel that. And you can create that. Like, yes, there is, you know, it's going to benefit you to have someone that has some really good social skills in place. Um, But it's our job to create the people that we want. Uh, And, you know, that's easier with higher quality people that are very coachable, that you're finding the right guys. But in the end of the day, it's still on you to be the one that shapes the mindset, how you want it, that shapes them doing the job the way that you want it. And that's something that starts from the very first conversation you have with them and goes all the way through to when they're on the doors and beyond. And so uh, it's something that you can take ownership over and, you know, not just blame the market. Right. Right. Um, And, you know, be careful not to get caught in victim mentality and just say, hey, I'm going to own this and I'm going to do this. And that's that's when I see people really see the results. I love this so much. So one thing I just actually saw my note. Let's cruise back around uh, because I'm so intrigued. I want every, I know the answer, but I want everyone on the that's listening to hear. Yeah, let's talk about the athletes. Why are we focusing on them? Yeah, they. I mean, anyone that's been an athlete, even at just the high school level, has proven that in some way or another, they are growth oriented. They had to be going to practices every single day. They are, you know, people that are striving for something, uh, at least a decent work ethic to an extent. Um, And, you know, I find typical, you know, former athletes uh, just give me a baseline of a certain recruit that they tend to do really, really well. The same thing goes for people that were high performing in the classroom, people that were great musicians. Uh, I like to find people that were, good at something growing up, right? Instead of just drifting through life. And any sign of that is like, okay, cool. I've got something to work with here. Like they're coachable. They, I know that they know how to strive after something. Now my job is how can I make that next thing this right here, right? right. And so it just gives you like a baseline of people. And I find athletes are are the most plentiful um, and easiest ones to target. But, you know, same thing rings true for the musicians of the world, for the engineers, mm-hmm. the, you know, anyone that has been passionate about anything, even if it were just in high school, you know, they've got it in them to be successful. I love it. That's a, a that's exactly where what I knew you were going to uh, to take us down this road. And the cool part is if we're talking about specifically going door door knocking, we're talking about a lot of steps in a day. More than likely, athletes are going to be yeah, capable physically to do it. Yeah. I, nothing against anyone who can't walk 15,000 steps in a day or 20,000 steps in a day. But if but somebody helps. is already there it, physically, man, that's... You know, a few summers ago when I went out on doors for the first time in, in a boot camp in Tucson, Arizona, and I was 40 pounds heavier than I am now. And oh my oh, God. Oh, it's a great like, weight loss the, program. Yeah, this is the best weight lo- loss program ever. It was incredible. I had two weeks and I think I was down like 10 pounds. It was nuts. And Dude, I'm down like everything because like I'm so exhausted. Yeah, I'm down 40 pounds this year. And a lot of that was just walking. I mean, yeah. I started lifting and everything. But like on my off days, I just started walking and getting those steps in goes a yeah. long way. <laughs> oh, I love this. Well, cool. So let's wrap this up uh, for everybody listening. Again, go uh, Luke Maseko. Uh, that's L-U-K-E-M-I-S-E-Y-K-O. Uh, so at Luke Maseko, right? And then also... Yep. Uh, Always also, be always be recruiting is company. his company. Yeah, make sure you find them on Instagram. Follow them. Um, go check them out. Message me. We're good. We're putting something together that is going to be exactly what you need to be able to implement this in your organization quickly 
And also, not just quickly, but I mean, who cares how fast you implement a program? It's how fast do you get results? So mm -hmm. that's the piece that most people are missing. Um, the a comment that I heard recently that it, that just is upside down, which is we'll start that program once we get these other things figured out with our digital marketing. And I just can't afford to start doors right now because we're already we're struggling so much with our ads and with our leads right now. And I was like, that's exactly why you need to roll doors immediately <laughs> because it's zero, almost zero, basically zero cost because we're only, we pay for performance. We're not paying until we start seeing results. It's, it's incredible the way it works. So I love it. So everybody that's, that's listening, message me, Sam at closingnow.net or pop me a text 512-364-8559. And uh, we will get you, um, we'll get you connected with what we're going to be doing here. We're we're going to be showing you how to implement immediately, and holding your hand. And when we get those people, I'll I'll train them. That's part of the that's part of what we're putting together. You know, we want to get them, but then we also need to train them and onboard them properly the right way, mm -hmm. with the right scripting, with the right pitch, and then hold their hand until they see some success, and then show you how to how to manage it. So that's what we're putting together. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's basically ready to roll, everybody. So mentioned that last announcement is March 21st and 22nd. As we, I am hosting an in-person sales masterclass in Austin, Texas. So you have got to get your butts here. And um, those, <laughs> if you want to learn how to close it now, this is the sales system that is we're seeing every single time I step out in the field and do ride-alongs, we're seeing 70% close rate. Not. So that's cool, but even cooler is, you know, stories from the field where guys are going from 40, you know, they've been a 40% close rate for the last two or three years, and now they're at 60% plus months later. Or stories from guys that were, you know, eight or $9,000 average ticket that they're now $16,000 average ticket. Or, you know, a whole sales team that, you know, when I showed up and there's one week left in the month, the sales, the the company is behind budget by over $300,000. And a week later, with what we learned in the sessions, they're over 30K above budget for the month, uh, closing out the month and blew the minds of the company and the industry. So that is the sell system that I'm teaching March 21st and 22nd here in Austin, Texas. Email me, Sam at closeitnow.net. Find it in the Facebook group. You can. It's all over my social media. Instagram is the real close it now. And uh, yeah, we will pop me a message in any of those spaces and we will make sure that you are included. Everyone who registers and buys a ticket before March 1st. So anytime in February 2024, there are some bonuses that you will get that no one else will get after if you buy your ticket after or into March. If you buy your ticket after February, you won't get the bonuses. So make sure to register and get your ticket right away because we want to make sure you have a spot. We are capping this thing and it will sell out. So that is the the announcement for the day. Thanks for joining us, Luke. It has been a pleasure, sir. And I am excited about what we we're going to do together. It is going to completely disrupt this industry. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for the industry. That's uh, that's what really fires me up is the grand scale that, yeah. that you know we can make an impact. And so 
I love oh, it, man. Geez. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. We'll have to get you uh, get you on stage at one of my events, man. I love it. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was just checking my schedule. You're reading the announcement. I was like, mm, I've never yeah, been to dude. Austin. I can maybe, maybe, make we'll, work. maybe we'll add a day to it or something and <laughs> do a whole recruit. Hey, so actually, here's a here's a question. I'm gonna put this in the Facebook group. And if you, everyone out there, if you would like an extra session on recruiting, message me and we maybe will add a half a day or something. See? and yeah. see what we need to do i'm already pl- so for everybody listening i'm already planning a the night before the session on the 20th a whiteboard hot seat type of a session mastermind session for whoever oh. comes that says okay come prepared and have all of your metrics and what is the number one business problem that you want to solve and we will solve it for you along with you right there and show point you in the right direction for, help you out get you the right resources give you the right ideology and mindset to accomplish, to fix that problem. And uh, so everybody message me if you want a day on recruiting, because I feel like this is the biggest missing piece in HVAC. The biggest struggle everybody always says is there's no, no people in the workforce. <laughs> no, there are, you just haven't found them yet. Uh, and so we'll, we'll get together on that, but all right, everybody, that is it for the day. Go out there, save the world one heat stroke at a time. Go save the world one frostbite at a time. Thanks for listening to Close It Now with Sam Wakefield. Subscribe to the podcast now so you're first to hear new episodes jam-packed with actionable tools and tips to make you the top HVAC professional in your market. If you have friends and colleagues who would like this show, share it with them and send them to our Facebook community for more in-depth discussion about the challenges we all face and how to overcome them on the Close It Now podcast.